Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Destiny Domesticated Podcast. It's your host, Destiny, and I just want to ask you guys one simple question. Are you okay? That's not going to be the ending of the episode or anything like that. I just wanted to ask that very simple question, a simple question that can harbor so much emotion behind it something that can really make a difference for anyone who is going through a hard time i recently watched a video on youtube that was titled asking a hundred women if they are okay and the second that i heard the director narrator whoever um, it was behind the camera when they asked, are you okay? I could feel my tears welling in like swelling up in my eyes. And, and that's whenever it occurred to me that no, like I'm not okay. And it's been a long time since someone has just flat out come out and say and, and asked, are you okay? Like, I've had people ask me about my day, ask me how I'm how I'm doing in that day at that specific time, but no one ever just really stops and asks someone, are you okay? And a lot of the time, you know, people are dealing with their own battles and their struggles in their own individual lives, and we sometimes get so caught up in these battles that we don't take the time to reach out to people for help and sometimes we feel like we don't want the help and that it's easier to just suffer alone and that it's just more not enjoyable but it makes more sense to struggle alone than to have the entire world know what's going on with you now in this video that i watched all of the women weren't doing bad some of them were doing good and that's amazing that's the goal that's what we all should be working towards is to be better to be doing better even if it's a little bit better than where we are right now getting to okay is good enough it's better than feeling down and sad and being depressed and being angry being anxious being afraid all of the negative emotions that we have being okay is better than any of those things and that should be something that we all strive to work towards um recently i talked about in my last podcast episode how i wanted to start posting on social media more and i did that and after doing that i just come to realize that my idea or the idea that i have about my support system isn't what I thought that it was. I've always kind of had this idea that my support system was a good one because I always want to believe the good in every sort of situation. It's my downfall as a person. It's one of my flaws is that I will somehow try so hard to see the good in every situation when that's not the case and we shouldn't try to look at the world through rose-colored glasses excuse me because i feel like 
setting unrealistic standards and having unrealistic excuse me fantasies are about our lives are what's going to cause more disappointment when we come to realize that it is nothing that we thought or that we pictured it to be um my support system is not as good as i thought that it was it's not as good as i want it to be and i don't think that it will be unfortunately um my entire life i have always been kind of ridiculed and degraded for the way that i process and handle my emotions since i was a little kid i can remember being called a grouch and being called a Grinch and just a crybaby and overly emotional and emo. I've heard it since I was a child up until now. I still get called those same exact things. Um, so as a child, how are you supposed to navigate these emotions? How are you ever supposed to feel okay when you've never had anyone to just hold you? You've never had anyone to just comfort you and support you and show you affection whenever you've been going through hard times when you've been trying to work through complicated emotions you just become a an adult who also doesn't know how to process these emotions and because of that you feel like you are constantly in this state of not being okay because everything is harboring in you all at once all the time that's how it how how it goes for me and it also just comes from the fact that I am a pessimistic person I always say it I wish that I wasn't to be an optimistic person would be great well the thing is that the thing is that I am a pessimistic person when it comes to my life when it comes to people around me I try my hardest to be the best friend that I can be to be the most supportive and positive friend that I can be because I want my friends to have the best possible life and not saying that I don't want me you know to have the the best possible life because I would like to have a great life like who wouldn't want to have a great life it just comes with with me it's just that I know how I work and I know how things go for me and I know that since I grew up with a lack of so much that even being in the right mindset to handle everyday situations can be way too much. It can be way too much. When you don't know how to prep properly self-soothe, when you don't know how to regulate your emotions, when you don't know how to properly express emotion, just how to resolve conflict, just the everyday tools that people need to navigate day to day when you don't have those tools you've never been equipped with them it makes life feel so unokay and that's the truth it's sad and it's hard and it's it's a difficult thing to talk about no one wants to talk about not being okay you know there's a, the, a huge stigma a huge stigma around not being okay and people wanting this forced positivity and this forced happiness of just like don't be sad around me don't be mentally you know 
disturbed around me, emotionally, you know, fucked up around me. And, you know, it, it reminds me what I said, because I just mentioned that I posted on Instagram, and it reminds me of something that I said in this post. And I'll read the post to you guys, and you'll probably be able to pick it out. Um, but it really, really stuck with me. And, um, yeah, okay. So, <clears throat> this is what I said. I said, I never really expected that my Instagram page would turn into an art page over these past couple of years. Before, my page was all about my cat, my dog, with a sprinkle of photography and artwork here and there, which made a lot of sense because those were all of the things that made up my life before. I took so much pride in the little family that I created, even if they were animals, they were still my entire world, and having to start over without them, especially, is still hard. To say that life is better now would be a lie, and I've never been a person to sugarcoat things or to not be transparent on social media. I hate this part of life that I'm in right now. I feel like I'm stuck in limbo. Like I can't go back home and this place that I'm in right now doesn't feel like home. So where is it? When I go back and look at all of my memories on Instagram, that is what it feels like to be home. And since leaving Tennessee, I've been completely unmotivated to capture any part of my life outside of my artwork because there still hasn't been anything I feel that is worth talking about or posting about. People are constantly worried about me thinking that something is wrong because I don't post on social media and I like to be alone. But the fact of the matter is, I had to say goodbye to a lot of things in 2021. And it's okay for people to not be okay, just because it's more convenient and comfortable for you if they are. I wish that I knew whether or not 2023 was going to be a good year or even a half-decent year for me, but I don't know. And I guess every day is what we make it, and that's what they, or that's what they say at least. This year, I think I want to take more time to find pieces of joy in this new life that I'm having to pay for myself, and maybe the memories will create themselves. I hope that everyone is have, or that everyone has an amazing 2023. <sighs> and to everyone who is still wandering out there, I hope someday soon you find your home. Um. The line that I said that it's okay for people to not be okay just because it's more convenient and comfortable for you if they are, that that was a, what I was really, something that I always try to push is that just because someone is not okay does not mean that there's anything wrong with that. It would be unnatural and not okay and weird and inconvenient and strange and uncomfortable if people were happy all the time. That is unrealistic. There is no person on this earth who is happy all the time, who is always constantly having good moments. Whether or not people are good at you know, dealing with their emotions or hiding those emotions are a different thing. And in that case, they probably do present as always being positive. But to tell someone that it's not okay for them to not be okay, it's just not productive and it's not helpful at all. Now, I have always had to deal with um, feeling as if I have to censor myself on social media when my social media accounts and the way that I decide to post and what I decide to post 
is my privilege. It is my right to free speech. And it's just what I can do. No one can tell me what I can and cannot post on my social media. But even knowing those those things, I still always feel like I am not allowed to express myself. I'm not always upset. I'm not always sad. Um, I do have moments in my life where I do experience happiness in small increments. But I'm kind of a default person. I, I don't I don't just default as happy because I'm not sad. I just default as nothing when I'm not feeling anything, you know? Um, but I don't know. I feel like we really have to talk about where we come from. I feel like where we come from and how we grow up and the people that we're surrounded by, it plays such a huge part in a way that our brain develops that we need to really, really think about where we come from. Because even now as an adult, my family seeing my post and responding to my post and knowing that they talk about me based off of what I post to each other it's so annoying. I hate the fact that when I'm wanting to post things like this where I'm talking about my emotional and mental health, the first thing that crosses my mind is the judgment that I'm going to feel from my family. What they're going to say. Are they going to are they do they think that I'm depressed? Do they think I'm going to kill myself? Do they think that I'm suicidal? That I'm emo? That I'm not well, that something's wrong with me, because that's what it has always felt like in my family. Mental health has never been, like, something that has ever felt safe, has ever felt like anything that you could just comfortably talk about, and it wasn't even until last year, no, yes, last year, I was 25 years old, and it was the first time I ever felt comfortable enough to even talk about therapy to my mom, and the thing was just that it wasn't even a matter of feeling comfortable enough to tell her, it was a matter of I didn't know if I was going to ever be okay if I didn't. It was a moment of desperation, and after telling my mom an, an, amounts, an Im- immense amount of embarrassment. I felt so insecure and embarrassed and small and I don't and weird or crazy disturbed for even saying it to her. You know, I mean, me and my siblings, um, we have talked, or me and my sister more specifically. I know she's talked to my older brother more about this, but I don't really like talk. I, I I wasn't really in it, but me and my sister, we have talked about therapy before. Um, we have talked about going to like a uh, sibling therapy situation. Um, and I can talk about my mental stuff with my sister because I feel like we have been through the same things basically in life. So we know what it is that we didn't get as kids. We know what we have experienced in our lives. And so we've faced almost the same struggles, but with different things sprinkled in here and there. And so she knows how much we are struggling and I know how much she is struggling 
no matter how our lives are playing out right now, we will always have that hurt inside of us. Because whenever we get to talking and we start unfolding, it all comes out. It all comes out. And and what I end up seeing at the end of our conversations isn't even two adult women talking to each other. I see two vulnerable little little children who are just craving all of those things that they never had before. And I hate that. I hate that our family has never created a safe space for people to talk about their emotions, to be able to feel without feeling weird. And I hate to say it. I do hate to say it because we already have a lot of people coming at our community that maybe it isn't good to add on to the fire, but I feel like it's also important to hold people accountable. The black community is horrible when it comes to mental health. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I feel like we try so hard to avoid mental illnesses in our community that nobody wants to have the kid that is mentally ill. No one wants to have the kid that's depressed. No one wants to have the kid that is going through things. No one wants to have the kid that is not good to go. It's just how it goes in our community. You're going to be seen as weak. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What do you have to be upset about? What do you have to be crying about? You have a home, don't you? You have food. You have a roof over your head. You have all of this stuff. You have your family here. What could you possibly be depressed about? What could you possibly be upset about, sad about, afraid about? What are you paranoid for? Why do you have anxiety? Like, even at 26 years old, I am constantly still having to to break down to my mom that anxiety is not something that just goes away that anxiety is something that follows you forever and it does alter the way that you live your life and it sucks that it alters the way that you live your life because I wish that I could just turn it off and just talk to people and just be comfortable even around my family but I cannot I have social anxiety and it will always affect everything it will it will affect the way that I can't communicate with coworkers. it affects the way that I cannot make eye contact with people and it makes me feel rude and it makes me feel weird and I hate it and I just hate the fact that that parents especially in the black community cannot just accept their children and everything that they have that is wrong with them and I mean yes I know that some people like to say that mental like nothing's wrong with you even if you have mental illnesses but it is what's wrong with me. It's what's wrong with me. I don't know why I'm depressed. I don't know why I have anxiety. I don't know why these things that are wrong with me are wrong with me. They're mental illnesses. But, like, does that change the fact that I'm a good person? No. I've never gotten in trouble ever in my life. I tried my hardest in school. I try to be a good friend. I'm not a fucking criminal. And I don't, like commit crimes you know like I I just do what I need to do I'm not disrespectful I mean I speak my mind and I try to stand up for myself if I can because I'm not I don't want people to just walk over me but it's just like this is my reality and it is wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with that you know so it's just like (sighs) parents and friends and family out there listening to this Please stop seeing people in your lives who are suffering with mental illnesses as like broken and weird 
because they're not they're they're people who are struggling going through a hardship and knowing that they cannot even have their friends and family to rely on to help them through hard times is just adding on to that already suffering that they're going through it sucks it sucks feeling like you have nowhere to turn and and what happens for me anyway is that you get so used to people degrading you and kind of like you know making fun of you and stuff because you can't regulate your emotions and you can't express your emotions properly and you have too many emotions that you build up these walls around you because if no one's going to be able to help me and no one wants to help me and no one wants to be there and just accept me for who I am I'm just gonna build up walls build up walls build up walls and then people wonder all the time why why weren't there any signs if this person did this if this person's so depressed if this person was hurting themselves if this person killed themselves why wasn't there any signs why didn't we see that they were depressed why didn't we see that they were going through hard times why didn't they come out to us why didn't they you know come to us for help it's because if somebody is going through something for so long and they feel like their feelings are invalid and that they are invalid and that they aren't gonna get that affection and that support anyway they're gonna build up walls and there's no way that they're going to just express openly and and get ridiculed the possibility of getting ridiculed is out of the question I'm not going to let you see my my bad stuff because you made fun of me last time I did. I'm not going to come to you for support because last time I did, you ridiculed me. And that's how it is for me. I don't tell any I don't tell anyone what like what's going on with me. I don't. Like my sister flat out came like messaged me and asked me, "Are you depressed?" Or no, she she came out and at like straight out asked me like in front of all my family like are you depressed and I don't know why but that was like so embarrassing to me because it's just like you could have just came to me in like sister to sister and asked me that and we could have talked about it instead of just like trying to force me to communicate something that I don't want to communicate with y'all you know it's just like I have never felt supported really by many people the only person I ever felt honestly supported me with my mental health was my ex and that's because he understood what it meant he has a family that is the same exact way they literally just ridiculed him made fun of him and all the things for expressing feelings and they're very much a oh suck it up kind of family you know like a don't you don't get to cry or if you cry you're a bitch sort of family like that's how they are and so there 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 it is again the lack of emotional empathy the lack of just support of just caringness everything and so what does that create in us it, again it just creates people who lack you know we make or um we just have bad emotional regulation we don't know how to express feelings and emotions properly more closed in and less inclined to seek help when we need it 
because we're not used to getting it. And whenever we express ourselves, <coughs> it's always a negative reaction. And maybe you don't realize that you're doing it, but if you notice that someone is trying to come to you or that someone's, you know, changed in the way that they're expressing their feelings or just the way that they've been lately, don't call them out about it. You know, don't make them feel bad about it. Don't make fun of them or anything like that. Don't get upset with them because they're upset and it's making you uncomfortable and it's ruining your fun, your day. Be a decent human being and just ask them if they're okay. And if they reply to you, then support them. And if they don't want to talk about it, just assure them that you're there if they ever need to. That's all you have to do. It, it takes little steps to be an active person and someone who's struggling in life. You, you don't want to be the person who is sitting there crying, wondering, how didn't we know? What did we miss? Why didn't we know that this was going to happen? Think about, it makes me think of the situation with Twitch, where he was literally posting happy videos with his wife days before he died. I think there was even one the day before he ended up taking his life. And people were so dumbfounded, wondering, how is it that no one knew? How is it that, you know, there was no signs? And I'm not saying that, like, his 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 family and his current family, his past family, whatever, weren't supportive, that he didn't have supportive people in his life. I'm just saying don't end up being a person like that in someone in your life or for someone in your life. I feel like I've stated this before, but I don't think there's anyone more lucky than children who got to grow up in this generation. Not my generation, but in this next generation. I don't think that there will be anyone more lucky than them, than maybe the kids um, coming, or maybe the, <laughs> maybe the kids that are coming after i can't talk okay there's no one more lucky than the kids now than the kids that are to come because they get to grow up in this world where there isn't this huge stigma around mental health anymore and yes we do live in the age of online bullying um and maybe trying to express how you feel can get you bullied online and that is another whole situation that I'm not going to dive into right now. But I remember growing up that mental health was so taboo and there was a stigma around it. And we would maybe get one or two PSAs about um, suicide prevention. But even then, it wasn't really inst like in in extensive and there wasn't a lot of information about it, and it didn't really leave you feeling moved or, you know, make you feel supported if you were someone who was going through mental health issues. It was just so generic and robotic and artificial. It didn't feel real. But nowadays, kids have so many mental health movements. 
body positivity movements, like everything to help them navigate this world. It is an ever-changing world, and it might seem like it's a harsher world because we have access to everything and seeing everything and knowing everything now, but knowing that they are being equipped with the proper tools and knowledge that they need to help them, you know, regulate their emotions, to talk about their emotions like the resources and i know that there's still a lot of people that struggle out there even though there 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 are resources and these tools and everything like that because like i said i feel like a lot of your mental health stuff is going to start and really take an effect in your home life when you're young and that sort of environment that you had when you grew when you're growing up that is developing your brain is what's going to help you navigate the real world if you've always felt like you could take on anything and your family was always behind you whether it was the ups and downs or in all rounds they were always there for you you step out into that world and you know that no matter what happens, you're always going to have that safety net to fall back on, that there's always going to be people that care about you, that you are mentally strong, that you are emotionally strong, you know how to handle the, those conflicts, and you have good, you know, conflict resolution skills. Like, you have all the things that you need to, to go forward and take on this world. And then there are other people who unfortunately did not get that sort of thing. They step out into the world and they are not ready for anything. We are riddled with so many just issues and problems and we have no one to fall back on we have no safety net so we just bottle up we bottle up we put up walls we hide how we feel until one day we just cannot take it anymore and we break down and then the breakdowns get so bad that it makes us feel like we're not even human anymore that we're just a shell just a human getting up and dragging themselves through life you know you get to that point and it's just like maybe if i had one person in my life just to ask if I'm okay, if I had one person who was on my side, who cared about my mental health, who was there to nurture me, like how humans should be, because I know that you could be listening to this and saying, well, why does someone have to do all of that for you? Why can't you just do that by yourself? When we're babies, people don't understand how fundamental it is, when how crucial it is when you are a baby and a toddler and a child while your brain is still developing how important it is that you get all of those things that you need from your parent i'm not just talking about food water and shelter i'm talking about everything that you need from your parents it's so important it's so important. It isn't something that you can get on your own. It is not something that you just know, that you just figure out. We are social creatures. And we're not like lions and birds and, and everything else where our parents teach us to hunt, where our parents teach us to fly, where our parents teach us to dig burrows and all that. We are human beings. We're, <laughs> our babies are useless. And the only thing that we could do, you know, the only thing that we, like, really get from our parents is, yes, food, water, nourishment, you know, shelter. 
all the things, but we get all of the knowledge, all of the emotional intelligence, everything that we need to navigate our kind of world. Because we're not hunting, we're not fishing, like we don't need to fly, we don't need to dig burrows. What we need to do is to navigate our kind of world where we need to have emotional skills, where we need to be mentally intelligent and emotionally intelligent and and know how to nurture people and have empathy and care about people. Like Those are the sort of things that we need to navigate our world, which is why it's so important that we get that whenever we're kids so that we have it. So that we can hold on to it and go back to it when we need it in our lives. And some of us just didn't get that. Some of us still have never gotten that. And sadly, we might not ever get that. Because if we do, we won't recognize it. And if we do, it'll be hard for us to accept it. And to believe that it's true for what it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's an impossible situation to be in. And it sucks because those situations where you've just been deprived of certain things as a child develop into so many issues. And the biggest one that I have is my anxious attachment style along with my other stuff. Just like like I said so many times, emotional, not having that emotional regulation, being just erratic at times, having outbursts, not being able to regulate, just not making good decisions, terrible decision making skills, like all of the things I that, that that just mess you up. You're overly emotional. You're too expressive. And then you have this emotional attachment style because you just want so badly what you didn't get that whenever you got a little crumb, a little piece of it, you are so worried that you will never ever ever get that again and it just the fear of abandonment it just it just swarms you you know you're just constantly afraid that you're always going to be abandoned and that people don't care and that you don't matter and it's like like people don't understand that literally everything comes from something like those sort of issues i mean and then i know that people say that not everything stems from childhood but a lot of it does and whenever it's just festering it's gonna it's gonna carry on with you and you're gonna take that with you and it sucks so at the end of the day i'm saying is don't be afraid to be someone who reaches out a hand who asks people if they are okay to not judge someone, be a judgment-free zone for people in your life, and be a supportive ear, a listening ear, and I, like, I injured the, what's it called, with the question, I'm leaving with the question, that if you're okay, and if you're not, then I hope that you become okay, because, I mean, that's, that's the goal, like I said, and that's all I can say, and all I want to say. And with all of that being said, be a compassionate person, be an understanding person. I hope that all of you are doing well and that you're all okay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Stay safe out there. Bye!